0: Good morning. i just poured water down my leg, just to clarify. Just spilt water. Um, listen, um, I was just thinking, this prayer wall, remember Phil's Phil was talking about sowing seeds, and actually there's no harvest if there's no seeds planted, and your job is not to sow a seed, water it, tend it, bring someone to observation in one conversation. Um, so I, I'm believing for those people to get saved, but I'm believing that steps on that way are going to be, do you know what, I had an amazing opportunity to share a bit of my story with that person I had an opportunity to pray with that person at work and I'd love to hear those parts of the stories I think sometimes we think you know actually that you know we've only we only really land that if all of those people get saved listen we just want people to take steps towards Jesus so if 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 you have had like you know opportunities of oh do you know what? I got you know, that person phoned out of the blue I had this conversation we'd love to hear that you know email us or tell us or you know I'd love to hear the testimonies not just of soul say, but I'm believing for that. But actually, seeds being planted, you know, opportunities to water it, step on the way, um, because that's, that's what it's all about. So if, listen, if you, I, I believe some of you've had that already, um, and I believe some of you are going to, but we would love to hear about it, um, so we can kind of celebrate that and encourage those steps on the way. Is that all right? Great. Okay, I want to look at three C's this morning in this whole journey of um, having faith for salvation. And and a, an increased faith for salvation, but also a sustained faith for salvation. Not, um, you know, not kind of just because this is the series we're looking at, but actually ongoing, just as part of our culture, part of our families, you know, we really believe and expect and see people getting saved all the time. Like, it's our normal. Um, so that's kind of what, we work, what we've been looking at, and I, I want us to be in a... Um, we're going to look in 2 Corinthians 5 this morning. So if you've got your Bibles, you can pull them out and, and have a look there. But, you know, all of this we've talked about. And listen, we're not doing this as a, we want an external pressure to you know, tell people about Jesus. You must be shit. But actually trying to nurture an internal burden. That actually, do you know, what? I, I carry a burden because I care about people like it's compassion that moves me, not duty, not kind of ticking off, well, that's just what we're doing in church right now, Um, and actually, I'm sustained by, I'm fueled by a compassion for people, and a certainty in the power of the gospel, and this treasure that we carry, yes, in clunky jars of clay, um, but it's a treasure, it's powerful, it's valuable, this gospel message, and that actually we carry that, and we'd be really authentic in that, Um, And so I want to kind of pull some of those themes together this morning, and I want to look at um, three C's, that we are to be compelled, convinced, and commissioned into this kind of gospel mission. So let's have a look in 2 Corinthians 5. I'm going to pray. Jesus, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you that it is... a Thank you that it is a light to our path. Thank you, Jesus, that you don't, um, you don't leave us on our own and you don't leave us without direction, instruction, encouragement. So we thank you for your word. And I just pray that you'd open it up to us this morning. Um, Holy Spirit, you'd make it come alive. You'd inspire and encourage us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Alrighty, 2 Corinthians 5. We're going to be reading verses 14 to 20. It says this, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. Let's pause for a moment. One verse. It's a really important verse, and we see the first of those two Cs in that one verse. For Christ's love compels us. Actually, that you know, Paul's mission, Paul's journey, Paul's whole life of ministry—he was compelled by the love of Jesus. Compelled is quite a strong word, and it means that there is a powerful, irresistible effect or influence. It's like we're kind of, it's like I almost can't help. It's like this magnetic force that's pulling me in one direction. Actually, the love of Jesus compels me to go, to actually, I'm so amazed and changed by the love of Jesus for me that actually I I can't help but go. It's that idea of, you know, freely I've received, freely I'm going to give. I'm compelled by the love of Jesus. Having been convinced that one died for all, not just i'm not just convinced that jesus died for me i'm convinced he died for everybody now like sand set this series up so brilliantly jesus is the only way but he's absolutely enough like what jesus did on the cross is enough for everybody for all people and i'm convinced he didn't just die for you and me he died for everybody i'm convinced of that and so we can land like paul did in one in romans one you know i'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of god for salvation first to the jew and then to the gentile I'm convinced of the power of the gospel. So those two things being in place. We're compelled by his love and we're convinced that one died for all. And then Paul goes on in verse 15. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So this is Paul, if you like, it's kind of like his mission statement. He's explaining what and why he does stuff. Um, And there's these two powerful internal motivators for Paul's life of of ministry and mission. Um, He sees himself as an ambassador. He sees his role as, you know, I'm God's mouthpiece. I am making the appeal for God. I'm going to people and saying, come back to God. Like, God is making his appeal through me. But the internal motivators are I am compelled by his love and I'm convinced by the power of the gospel. And so I jump into this role as an ambassador. Like, I run with this ministry of reconciliation, come back to God. So there's, that's the healthy fuel for mission, if you like. That's the healthy stuff on the inside that causes us to go. Um, but we have to understand that. That it's in a context of verse 15, verse um, 15 where Paul says and um, he says having been convinced that one died for all and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves i like, think it's really important that we understand that in the whole of our lives but you know particularly in this context but for anything we do we understand oh slick for everything we do we understand listen i don't live for me anymore or i shouldn't there's far too many times in my life where, honestly, I do still, but actually that shouldn't be the case for us. One died for all, and so all died. And, but that we live, we're raised to life, but we don't now live for ourselves, we live for him. It's a really, really important part um, of this passage. And so, you know, we need to have this we do need to have this internal shift. And I, I want to keep coming back to this. I want us to carry a burden for having a faith for salvation, not an external pressure to tick off you know, some Christian activity. like That isn't going to sustain us. And honestly, I don't think that's pretty authentic. I think people will see through that. So we need that internal fuel of, I'm compelled by the love of Jesus. I'm convinced of the message of the gospel. Um, but listen, we're missing it, I think, If we think being internally motivated, which is the goal, if we think that means I wait till I feel like it, then I'll go and share, then we've got it wrong, okay? So being compelled by love, being convinced the power of gospel does not mean I sit back and I wait till I feel like it, and I've got it all figured out, and I don't have any other doubts, and I don't have any other questions, and I just can't help but tell people. Like, that's not it, that's very passive. That's, that's not the call. So if we think being internally motivated for mission means sit and wait till you feel like it, we've missed it, okay? That's not what it is, and that's absolutely not what we see in this passage from Paul. There is a disciplined choice involved in cultivating and running with a faith for salvation. It's not just about waiting till we feel like it. It's about understanding we're sent, all of us. Having been reconciled, we've now been given this Ministry of Reconciliation. We are now ambassadors. So we have to understand, as much as we want this internal fuel for mission, we have to hold, in the other hand, this understanding of, listen, there is a role and responsibility on me and you as ambassadors of the kingdom that we need to take really seriously. And and I don't want to shy away from saying, listen, there's a weight of responsibility on us. You know, an ambassador, the role of an ambassador is, it's a really high up there diplomatic, it's a a weighty role and responsibility. You know, you've been working in the, you know, for the government, civil service for years and years and years and years. Like it's a, it's an honour, it's a privilege, but it's a weighty responsibility to be the ambassador of the United Kingdom to another country. And like that's who and what we are. That's how we've been sent and positioned. And so while I want to, be really aware of the two ditches They're so so often isn't there there's we can go to unhealthy extremes one way on the other and we don't understand that on the one hand this but on the other hand and um, and then we can end up in a ditch so listen on one side over here is we're we're entirely motivated by external duty and obligation and church program and you know the pressure to you must tell people about jesus and you like and we end up over here i think unauthentic you know burned out like that's that's not where we want to end up Because we want to have that internal motivation of, I am personally compelled and convinced by the love of Jesus and the power of the gospel. So I don't want to end up over there where it's about, you know, duty and obligation. But it's super easy to go in the other extreme and say, well, I need to be compelled by love and I need to be convinced of the power of the gospel. I don't feel those things right now. And so we end up over here because we don't understand that the third C is that you're commissioned. Regardless of what you feel like, regardless of how well you feel like you understand it right now, you're commissioned, you're sent. So we need to be really careful that we don't kind of fall into the other extreme is, well, I don't feel massively compelled or convinced, so I'm going nowhere and I'm telling no one. Like, guys, that's not good enough either. So we, because of verse 15, we don't live for ourselves anymore. So it's unacceptable to end up over here where I wait till I feel like it. There's choice, there's commitment, there's discipline in following Jesus. Now, when we say, Jesus, I want to give you everything, that's going to cost us something. It's this crazy tension of, you know, actually, grace is an entirely free gift. Jesus has completely paid the price, and yet it's going to cost me everything. It's kind of like the tension of the kingdom. So we have to understand it's just as important to know this third C is you and I are commissioned because we don't live for ourselves anymore our lives were bought at the highest price and so we've been commissioned into this role of ambassadors the phillips translation of verse 8 where it says we've been given the ministry of reconciliation one of the translations of the bible says we've been commissioned into the ministry of reconciliation so i want to i want to look for a moment at what does it mean to be commissioned um, you know, to to represent this father who's constantly calling people home wanting to reconcile people back to peace with him actually we've been commissioned into his mission a dictionary definition of what does it you know what does it mean to be commissioned means that you are authorized entrusted and sent on a mission it means to formally choose somebody to do a specific or special piece of work okay so that's that's what's happened that's that's who we are so yes We're compelled by love. Yes, we've encountered this amazing love of Jesus. Yes, we've had that revelation of, my goodness, the gospel's true. Jesus really did die. He really has forgiven me of all of my sins. He really has given me new life. You know, anyone is in Jesus. They're a new creation. The old's gone, the new has come. That's really true. And So we're convinced of the truth of that. But it's just as important we understand. Listen, we have been authorised, entrusted and sent on a mission. We've been been commissioned. And understand there is a weight of responsibility on us for that, which means we're going to have to step up, speak out, and step out. It's simple, but it's not necessarily easy, like lots of stuff in the kingdom. It's pretty simple to understand. It's sometimes costly to walk it out. So let's have a look at Matthew 28, really famous passage. It's called the Great Commission, so it would seem like an obvious passage to look at this morning. Matthew 28, so this is right at the end of Matthew's gospel, just before Jesus goes back to heaven to be with the father it says um so jesus came to the disciples and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i've commanded you and surely i'm with you always to the very end of the age So that's a great commission now listen You know, you could sometimes think, well, hang on, you know, that's Jesus talking to his disciples. What's that got to do with me? That is not a get out. It's really clear that this this commissioning that Jesus started, yes, with a particular group 2,000 years ago, but there was this ongoing cycle of making disciples that was to go on and on because he said to them, listen, you go make disciples, teach them, the disciples you make, to obey everything I've told you to do, right? And so then those disciples make more disciples and they also teach these disciples everything that Jesus told the first disciples to do and so on and so on and so on so essentially listen the commission is this everything we read in the gospels that Jesus told those original disciples to do is what you and I need to do it wasn't just for them it wasn't just for them it's for us here and now okay That's what we're commissioned to do. So read the Gospels. Anything you see Jesus sending the disciples out to do, you know, challenging them over, telling them, it's all for us as well. So Luke 9, 1 to 3, is earlier on um, in Jesus' ministry. Jesus calls his 12 disciples. It says he gave them power and authority to cast out all demons, to heal all diseases. And he sent them to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Like, so if you want to know what is, the, what is the mission, what is your ambassador role that you've been entrusted and authorized with, it's this, heal the sick, cast out demons, tell people about the kingdom of God. That's it, okay, for all of us. Tell people about the kingdom. Tell them your story. Again, like, we talked about it. don't feel the pressure of, I must, you know, unpack the doctrine of atonement in five easy steps. Like, just tell them your story, Tell them what it's like living in the kingdom of God, where you know peace, where you know purpose, where God's provided for you, where he's healed you of things, where he's connected you with family. What, like, Tell them a bit of your story. Tell people about the kingdom. That's what we're sent to do. That's what Jesus told the original disciples to do. And he said, listen, the disciples you make, tell them to do everything I've told you to do, and so on and so on. So cast out all demons, heal all disease, tell people about the kingdom. That's it. That's the mission, okay? All of us are sent. Every single one of us. That's what he told his original disciples to do, so that is what you're told to do. We're commissioned, authorized, entrusted, and sent on a mission. But that requires commitment, right? It requires discipline. So as much as we need this internal fuel to be, I'm compelled by love, I'm convinced by truth, but listen... I am commissioned. And I think the final thing I want to look at is this idea of uh, what does it look like to love God and live a disciplined life? Because we need to understand, if you read the Bible, and there is a, there's an inextricable link between love and obedience. Okay? Yes, we're compelled by love. It's this beautiful dynamic of, listen, I love God because he first loved me. It's simple. He loved me, and so I love him. But because I love him, I'm going to obey him. Like, we can't miss out that last step. It's so, so important. Because I love, I'm going to obey. Even when I don't feel like it, even when it's hard, even when I don't understand, my choice to love means a choice to obey, which goes way bigger than a feeling. Love is way, way, way more than a feeling. Let's have a look in um, John 14. This is Jesus at the Last Supper talking with the disciples. And he says this super clearly in verse 15. If you love me... Keep my commandments. Now listen, pause there for a second. You could hear that. I'm sure we can all think of people in manipulative, abusive relationships where if you love me is held in a way that is threatening and manipulative and controlling. And that's a hundred miles away from the heart of the Lord. Now those who are the sunsets free are free indeed. It's not about control and manipulation. That is, we have got a misunderstanding of the heart of the Father. If we hear those words of Jesus and feel manipulated that's not here listen we hear this call uh, to be commissioned to be disciplined to obey in the context of we are unconditionally loved so i, I want to just pause for a second to make sure we're really clear listen i don't obey god in order to make him love me i am eternally and absolutely loved by god regardless of what i do or don't do but my response of love looks like obedience I obey because I'm loved. I don't obey in order to be loved. So we need to be super clear about that. If you love me, keep my commandments. And then he goes on. I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you'll realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and show myself to them. So twice just in that passage, Jesus says, listen, love and obedience. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, that's the one I know loves me. And if you read through John 14 and 15, multiple times in those few passages, Jesus says, listen, if you love me, you'll obey me. Not in a threatening, manipulative way, but just saying, listen, this is what love looks like. Being compelled by love does not mean I sit on the sofa until I feel so warm and fuzzy that I just want to go and tell someone about Jesus. Being compelled by love means I'm so aware of how deeply loved I am that I choose to obey regardless of what it feels like and regardless of the cost it involves a commitment to obey even when i don't feel like it haven't got it all figured out don't feel certain don't feel convinced but i love him and i know that he loves me and so i'm going to obey what he's asked me to do it's really simple but absolutely not easy and so as much as i I, like guys i want us to understand there's this internal fuel for us to have faith for salvation which isn't about phil and i or Sam or mark or anybody else kind of trying to you know, persuade us and pressurize into doing it. That's not it at all. It's actually that Holy Spirit would do something in us, within me, that changes me and moves me to go. But I understand I don't just sit and wait. I'm also, I'm going to go because I'm commissioned to. I need all three of those C's to be in place. We all do. need to be strongly in place. Um, I go not in order to be loved, but because I am loved, I am going to obey and I am going to go. And I think it's, listen, there's one thing I, I've realized is to be compelled by love, to be convinced of the gospel, honestly, there's not, I can't do those things in, for myself. Actually, I am so reliant on the Holy Spirit, which is why I think that passage in John is so important. That even in this context of, listen, if you love me, you're going to obey my commandments. But right in the middle of it is him saying, listen, in order to do that, I'm going to send you another one, the Holy Spirit. I cannot convince myself of the truth of gospel. I cannot convince you of the truth of gospel, and neither am I going to try. But Holy Spirit, absolutely that's what he does. Opens people's eyes, convicts people of sin, and helps them hear this Father's voice saying, come back, come home. It's the Holy Spirit's job. You know, Paul says it in Romans 5 about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit sheds, sheds flows, um, God's love into our hearts. That's what it says. He sends the love of God into our hearts. It's the Holy Spirit does that. I can't compel myself. I need to be compelled. And it's the Holy Spirit's role to do that. So almost in these three C's, it's like to be compelled by love, to be convinced by the truth of the gospel. Holy Spirit, I need you to come and do that in me. I, I, that one, I can't, I can't muster that up almost in and of myself. But to understand that I'm commissioned and to walk in obedience and commitment, absolutely I can do that one. But listen, let's go for all three of those things. Let's not let's not settle for, you know, well, I'm commissioned, I'm gonna just do it. You know, let's press in to know this love of God. And and it is, it's the Holy Spirit working in us and through us that is gonna make us authentic, powerful, influential ambassadors. And that's what you and I are called to be. So would you stand? I'm gonna ask the worship team to come back. And I I actually want us to um, I want us to close in worship and I want us to um I want us to respond again with a song we sang earlier. Um, But uh, listen, we're all going to be in different places this morning, and that's fine. Um, And if you think about those three Cs, you know, for some of you might feel like, I'm so sure that I'm loved by God. I'm so convinced of the truth of the gospel. That feels really strong. But you might be aware, do you know what? I know there's another level of going that I need to commit to. I know I need to step into this role as an ambassador more. But some of you may be actually like, you know what, I really need to know that love of God again. But in all of those things, actually, it's the Holy Spirit who's going to convince us that we're loved. It's the Holy Spirit who opens our eyes to truth. But it's actually, even in our going, it's the Holy Spirit in us, with us, on us, that actually, because that's the thing we've been commissioned. We are authorised and entrusted and empowered. So when Jesus sent his disciples, he sent them with all authority and all power the Holy Spirit in us. We're not left on our own, we're not left as orphans. Um, and so I think it's, it's pivotal that actually in this understanding, this whole series we're looking at is, listen, this is a big waste of time without Holy Spirit making it real in us and through us. Honestly, it is. And so I want us to just position ourselves and say, Holy Spirit, I want you. Because I don't want us to be dry and just doing the right thing because I've committed to it. You know, that's like you know, in a marriage context, you know, well, I promised to love Phil, so I'm going to have to just grip my teeth and get on with it. Like, there's days when I have to grip my teeth and get on with it. And there's days when he has to grip his teeth and get on with it. Because like, it's a commitment, right? There's been, And same with, like, raising kids. I've been entrusted with two beautiful children. I've been entrusted and commissioned to raise them. And I love them deeply. But I don't always feel deeply warm and loving and tender to them. Sometimes they do my head in. Often I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Often I'm like, gosh, Phil, how do we get, like, there's stuff we don't always understand in terms of am I convinced? But actually I've been, I feel like I've been commissioned to be married to Phil for the whole of my life. I've been commissioned to raise these kids and I want, I want that to be loving. I don't want it just to be duty and obligation. If that's all we have for 70 years of marriage, no, thank you. I want to love and be loved. And that's, that's the same with our walk for the Lord. We love and we are loved but we're commissioned to go, and we need the Holy Spirit to do that. So would you stand, and I'm going to ask these guys just to lead us as we close.